Hey everyone, welcome to Film Talk, a podcast where two gals talk film, television, and everything in between the reels. I'm your host, Elena Melendez, head of marketing and a critic here at FullCircleCinema.com, and I'm joined here today by Miss Josie Melendez, also a critic here at Full Circle Cinema. And um, our setup is kind of different right now because it is almost midnight <laughs> at <Yes>. the moment. <laughs> and we're currently at, uh, well, we're not there now, but we're currently attending the Festival de Cannes uh, 2021 as accredited press representing Full Circle Cinema as our, our outfit. So very exciting times. We just wrapped up our second day here. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we've seen so far. And we've seen some some cinema, for sure. <laughs> we have thoughts that I'm sure y'all are waiting very patiently to hear. Also, excuse the squeakiness of this Airbnb's chair. <laughs> it's going to get a little bit annoying, but I'm going to try to not move. And yeah. Bear, bear with us with the setup. We had to travel basically across, halfway across the world with very limited equipment. So we're going to roll with it. It's working. It works. It works. It's working. I, I hope that um, for everyone listening and not watching, that the audio quality is still fabulous as always. I digress. Um, let's jump into it. First, yeah. we saw Annette. Yes. So a quick thing. This is... Film talk, but also it's not. We're doing can chat. Can chat. This is a film talk, but it's a can chat edition. It's a CC um, because we're just going to be chatting about things that um, we saw at Can and any other bits and bobs that we want to mention because it's very exciting. It's our first time here, and it's been a, a wild ride. Absolutely. Especially when you know, given the circumstances. Um, of course, luckily we are both fully vaccinated. We both were uh, very lucky and very privileged to be able to make this trip happen super last minute. Yeah. And we just want to thank everyone who, who's helped us out. And yeah, everyone, us. yeah, everyone that offered support, everyone that donated to our really nice benefit concert that we did a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Again, just thank you for all the support from our friends, family, and of course to Full Circle Cinema. Absolutely. So, yeah, we were able to travel safely <laughs> with uh, COVID negative. Obviously, because we got tested here as soon as we landed, yes. and we're going to be tested uh, every forty-eight hours. So tomorrow yeah. we're due for another another saliva test. And no, don't <laughs> ask us about the test. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing, but it's absolutely fine. Okay, get tested. Yes. Anyway, so so yeah. far so good. We we've been okay. We've been safe, and it's been an absolutely lovely time. Um, let's jump right into it. Um, it's Annette. <laughs> Annette. For those of you who don't know, Annette is a film that is going to be premiering on August 20th on Amazon Prime Video, and it's having its North American theatrical release on August 6th. It premiered yesterday as uh, the festival's first opening film. <laughs> it's opening film at the ceremony and also released um, in theaters all over France. It is directed by uh, Leo Carac. And starring Adam Driver, Mary Cotiller, and Simon Helberg. And I don't know how to describe it to you. <laughs> so let's just leave it at it follows a stand-up comedian and his fiance, a very globally acclaimed uh, opera singer. And their relationship, the ups and downs, especially after they have a child together and the rude awakening that follows. 
if you want to hear more of those words, or not hear, but listen to more of those words. Josie just published today, um, probably yesterday or two days ago for y'all, but Josie just uh, also published the written review of Annette, so that is also going to be linked below, um, and it includes her rating of the film as well. Yes. (laughs) It's going to be divisive. It's a spicy take, fresh off, hot the press. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, so it was honestly quite the way to open the festival because it started off really strong. Yeah, the film has a solid opening itself, which was appropriate since it was the opening film of the festival. But it does not quite carry the grandiosity and the originality that, well, the originality is still there throughout the film. Ooh. It, it is. It just, it's, it's original for sure. It just doesn't hit the same way the first sequence. Like the opening number, the opening number was a classic opening number. It did the job that it was supposed to do. It was good. It captured your attention and broke the fourth wall in such a creative way and it didn't feel overwhelming. And they did a good job. And again, to me, this film falls more into character exploration above anything else. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was really excited for this film. It's actually, you know, one of those uh, really buzzy films of the festival, aside from The French Dispatch, um, which, fingers crossed, you get to see it. Um, But yeah, Annette is definitely one of those films that when it started with that grandiose um, introduction sequence, I was like, oh, this is going to show La La Land to fuck up. (laughs) This is going to make La La Land look like dust. And... It really tried to. <laughs> it really tried to, not by, and I'm not saying that it copied La La Land in any way, but it really tried to push boundaries and be, like you mentioned also in your air review, it tried really hard and it, it accomplished being experimental. It's definitely more of an experimental, quote-unquote, art house film, and it's not the most palatable. Yeah, it's definitely more art house. It's not so much commercial. Mm-hmm. And I think it felt more like what Eokara was trying to do was just play around with themes and everything, but it came to a point where it felt like too much was being done at the same time, and in the end, you just don't know what exactly was the whole purpose of the film. Yeah, and it was, I don't think there was a particularly glorious purpose <laughs> by far, <laughs> but like. Like, uh, we, we've been talking about this since we left the theater yesterday. We saw the movie last night. And the movie ended, the lights turned back on, and then I looked to Josie, who had called dibs on... Had called dibs, we're adults. She had called dibs <laughs> on writing the review. And I'm like, you know what? Go for it. And then the movie ended, and I'm like, that's all on you, honey. <laughs> Go ahead to... Do what you will. And she did an amazing job, obviously. But we've been rambling and dissecting this film since it finished because it's so hard to describe without spoiling it because there's so much that it tries to surprise you with. And that's one of the interesting and disappointing things of the film. It's It definitely leans on shock factor. It yeah. leans on spectacle. Um a little too much and it, it it feels overwhelming 
to the point where the musical element itself it becomes underwhelming. Like the musical elements just kind of fall, take a step back because you are so distracted and bombarded by the absolute sheer absurdity of some of these moments and scenes and plot points. And I'm sure, you know, y'all nasties on Twitter <laughs> have been circling about this one particular scene that is inappropriate. And it's really not that serious. Um, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. It happens max. twice. And 30 seconds. And that's about it. And it just, it's there to shock you and make you laugh because it is a, it is a musical that feels like it's a parody of a parody. It's a bit much. It's nothing at farce when it comes to describing this film. Yeah. The only thing is that I don't know what it's making a parody about or what it's trying to criticize. Because it delves into a lot of criticism about, there isn't a scene about Me Too that didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So the question was, why was this here? And there was just a lot of things that had to do with um, women as they go through society and the problems that they face, especially today. And the ones that are being, um, people are raising awareness about them daily and they weren't giving given the respect or the time necessary they deserve to be explored further. And you could have easily done that through Marion Cotillard uh, character and but underused we'll say that yes <laughs> just hate dust it's yeah. very much a... it focuses a lot on adam driver it's basically adam driver show because it's his character is named uh, henry McHenry. so the moves the movie is it's an snl character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is entirely about him yeah it's literally about him it is from his perspective purely and it's kind of crazy because the movie is called Annette, and yet it's not truly about Annette. Mm-hmm. It, Annette doesn't really come, become a factor at play until a lot later in the film than you'd expect. So it sets up very yeah. strange expectations. Very close to the midpoint is when Annette starts. So, yeah, second act, which if you think she should have been in the first act, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was just one of those things that, again, was just such a shock factor element. Um, I, My way to describe it initially, uh, without spoiling anything, was referencing that episode of The Office where they're pirating, like, you know, quote-unquote, our house films, and there's a Jack, like, a very pretentious Jack Black film. So it's like a pretentious film, parodying pretentious films within a show, and it, it's like this whole rabbit hole of uh, mockery and, and parody. That's what Annette felt like, except it wasn't as funny as the Jack Black bit. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. It's definitely shocking. It's definitely manic. It's definitely absolutely, it, it's bonkers. So I understand the hype, but it's definitely one of those movies that you just have to see it to, to get it. And then never see it again. Yeah. There's no need. I liked it. So let's let's go into that. Because of course we're not going to do a spoiler. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I liked the film. I really did. It just... I didn't like it as much as I was expect- expecting to. Because I was a very big fan of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the film, I just felt very underwhelmed. About five minutes in. 
which is very sad. Yeah. <laughs> because the fir again, the first sequence was really good, and then it started losing me. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of people will like this, though unfortunately I do not think this movie will be for everyone because again, it is not commercial, it's very art house, it's very experimental, it's trying to do something that I'm still trying to figure out what it is. So it's definitely- I think we just have to see it again. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies where when it finished, I knew immediately, you have to see this film a couple of times to catch on to what on earth was going through the director's mind. Yeah. But in terms of acting, I loved Adam Driver in here, even though he played his character too well. It would have me like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> are you trash or are you just a good actor? Because <laughs> his character was just such an ugly person. Mm -hmm. and Not physically. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say to those of you Adam Driver fans, um, he does moon the camera in one scene, so have at it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of nudity There's here. a lot of nudity in this film concerning um, both protagonists. Yep, so if you're into that, then you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> but I really did like his acting in this film, and I really liked his performance. I do think that it's an award-worthy performance. It's something that will get him recognition in some sort of way. And considering how the Academy Awards tend to... I mean, look at Joaquin Phoenix with Joker. Nobody wanted him to win for that. Everyone thinks he should have won for other things. So I feel like it could be that same uh, situation with Adam Driver in this role. I do think like for Black Klansman, perhaps, or anything else. But either way, I would love to see him get nominated because he did really, and again, the movie revolved him. It was very hard for it him was not Adam Driver showcase. It was of very range, range very mama. Hard. Yeah, it was very hard for him not to stand out. Absolutely, yeah. um, which is kind of sad because Mary Cotillard is such a a powerhouse of an actress and she just was not she just didn't shine as much as she absolutely yeah. could have in she, this film yeah she benefited adam driver she was basically there for him. she was the supporting actress yeah in that, in that and role. i wouldn't say it was mad pixie dream girl but she was specifically there for his evolution as a person mm -hmm. or his de-evolution as a character and yeah, I guess the other thing is that I really liked her performance. I really liked her. Um, again, paid dust. <laughs> but yeah. it, she did really give a good performance. And then when it came to... Simon Helbert. Simon Helbert. I really liked him. He had so I little screen time. And I was pleasantly I was surprised. very surprised. I was impressed. I think he. I wanted to see more of him because he was doing a really great, good job with his character. And yeah. He played into the craziness of it all without it being overwhelming. Yeah, it was definitely, he knew, he followed the assignment on camp. He yeah. followed the assignment. He knew how to, you know, play into the absurdity without being cringe, without overdoing it and take, taking the viewer out of that, that realm. It still, still kept you immersed um, and along for the ride. But then... He got so little screen time that it really didn't it help the movie as much as it absolutely could have. Mm. It was just very strange pacing. Very, very weird um, way to structure a story, which is something that we also talked about yeah. when discussing this. Very, it, it's experimental, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta give him that. This, this definitely, there's a lot of stylistic choices here that you may not agree with, I may not agree with personally. But I respect the efforts. I respect the 
the audacity, the 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 boldness to to make such stylistic choices in the film, and to open for Can, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was something else. Definitely yeah. an experience. I would say, experience this in a movie theater, <laughs> because the audience reaction. It's like you go through something. Yeah. <laughs> Like, when we saw Tenet together for the first time, it was like, I feel like I just went yeah. through something. Do that. Do that with Annette. Um, if you're into that sort of a, a genre of film. If you're into kooky stuff, Annette's for you. Yeah, and if you like Adam Driver, you're definitely going to like this one because, again, it is the Adam Driver show. <laughs> and it really is. Another thing, uh, fair warning before we wrap up this review for Annette. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a sung through musical. Not just sung here and there like La La Land. No, no, no. No. It is sung through. It is a yeah. musical, tr- like TM. It, it is a, the musical. They yeah. don't beat yeah. around the bush. So, so if you're not of, into that, yeah, not for you. If you're familiar with Les Miserables and how that goes, how they sing throughout the entire film, because that's how the musical is, that is basically an it. So just warning you, again, it is a Sparks pop rock operatic film of crazy proportions and yes just fair warning before you go into this it is sung through yes because <laughs> that because sometimes people don't tolerate that so i'm again yeah don't be a hater don't because say- it's a musical be a hater because of other things but you have to yeah. watch it <laughs> yeah just don't say the don't warning yeah it's sung through the entire way yeah absolutely but um if you are into that then it's definitely like just uh a druggish joyride. That's all I can all, yeah. all I can say to, to describe it, honestly. Um, so yeah, that's Annette. Definitely check it out. If you have Amazon Prime Video, it will be included and available for all Prime Video members on August 20th. So yeah, just about, about a month, month-ish. We're getting yeah. into that whole like Oscar award season, like movie, the- movie release season um, time of the year. And as theaters are returning to, to the scene um, safely, I hope, uh yeah i think we're uh, the award the award season next year is gonna look slightly more normal yeah. just slightly mayhaps mayhaps we can only hope um but yeah definitely a very strong and provocative opening to the festival de Cannes. moving on to today's absolute gut wrench <laughs> We saw, you know, in fact, would you like to introduce this one as well? Ooh, okay. We saw Tu Sería Paz. Tu Sería Paz. <laughs> Everything Went Fine, which is the translation. Yes, and it's directed by Francois Ozon, mm-hmm. and it ripped my heart out. It Basically, the best way I can describe it is, if you remember The Father, it was a contender for the Oscar for this year, 2021. Mm-hmm. It is basically the French, the father. Take, take with that. Think of that what you will. And if you're like me and haven't seen the father, um, yeah, it's still gonna rip your heart out, but in the nicest way possible. <laughs> it's not rude about it. It prepares you. It's just like you know, here you go. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get you through this. You you know where this is going, honey. And then you're gone. <laughs> yeah. What I liked about the film is that the entire time you're just waiting to see what will happen, uh, not to give anything away, and you're just following these two daughters as 
their father who has just suffered a almost deadly stroke yeah and he survives it and he's in intensive care and his um how about uh his daughter no um okay Mm -hmm. and his quality of life is threatened by the effects that the stroke has left on him Mm -hmm. so he decides that he wants to end it all and he wants to die and he asks of his daughter um the protagonist to help him so it deals a lot with assisted suicide and quality of life and um just the power dynamics between a parent and a child when illness takes root and the struggle that people face when they're the ones taking care of their parents and how that is kind of traumatic it was a very traumatic film and a very traumatic experience and it was very um kind of heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same at the same time to see Mm -hmm. this protagonist this woman go through this and just seeing how she fares and everything that happens throughout the film it's very intense um my mask was moist moist (laughs) from my tears I could not stop crying with this film. I think I felt so bad. I heard her cry next to me. I'm like, they are there. <laughs> I think it's that I think Francois Ozon did something so wonderful. Where like I was reading a um on his work and what he described as part of the new new wave and everything. So I was expecting something to at least blow me away, and I definitely was. There's definitely a style here. The production design was really nice. The photography direction was very delectable. And I really like the pacing because the film is a little bit long. And if I'm not mistaken, 190 minutes. Yeah. But scenes are mm, kind of short or a very well-timed amount. and Almost dynamic in a way. Yeah. And shots are very quick and clean and they don't feel too quick. So you are definitely able to absorb a moment. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't linger yeah it doesn't linger but it also doesn't leave you hanging and it's just a very good dynamic as you mentioned i really liked it i really liked it it's my favorite so far we've only seen two but it's my favorite so far yeah honestly i feel like tusa di Passe is gonna be um one of the top picks um that we we're gonna see th- during this festival um yeah also um the actress i do not remember her name mm-hmm. at the moment i will put it here um she was she played the protagonist phenomenal performance absolutely yeah. heartbreaking yet so so subtle yeah. so graceful she was absolutely wonderful portraying her character and portraying such a human intimate story and it, it this is a subject that a lot of us don't like to even talk about much less think about yeah. we don't really like thinking about getting old or we don't really like thinking about um, having that responsibility on our shoulders of having to take care of an elder, take care of a, a parent who is an elder, um, and having to start grieving the fact that their their time is running out. And it really followed her, her process of grief, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Even though her father was still technically alive. And he was getting better. <laughs> he was getting better, but he was still determined to to end it there because he had decided that he lived a beautiful life. He did what he set out to do 
and he didn't he no longer wanted to be not just a burden but like to his children but also he was very he was one of those characters is very stubborn and a very very much an independent spirit and the quality like you said the quality of life just was not going to be the same and it also is a a very interesting exploration and critique of uh, french laws around Mm -hmm. the subject um and and the ethics around it so i think this could this is definitely going to spark a discussion into that and I, i find that to be very positive and yeah i think the themes that this film explored though I wouldn't say anything new or particularly groundbreaking, quote-unquote. But it felt that way. It felt that way because of its presentation. Mm -hmm. It's not something that... This isn't the first time we've talked about this, but it is the first time that we've seen it presented in such a human and honest way without exploiting it. Yeah. Also, as for her acting, it was just very subtle, very exquisite, nonverbal acting, which I really appreciated. And one thing that they mentioned that I really enjoyed, which basically encompasses the entire film very well, is that um, the father mentions at one point that surviving is not winning. So that is basically what this film is about. I think it explored it very well. I got that central theme and that central message instantly. And even though, again, it is kind of a slice of life, but not in a happy-go-lucky way, so don't go expecting Mm -hmm. something happy-go-lucky, though it did have comedy here and there that was... Um, that was well timed. Yeah, it was, it was tasteful. It was, it was. I was just about to say tasteful. There you go. <laughs> it was very well, um, tasteful, and it didn't push it. It respected the moment, mm-hmm. and it was very appropriate because it went with the character. Mm-hmm. But such a good film, and I really hope it gets um, interna- <laughs> international distribution. If this were nominated for best international picture, I would push for it. I, I absolutely it. yeah it you know calls pretentious calls cinephiles but <laughs> it was just really good it honestly and it's unlike annette i mm-hmm. would actually see this one again like yeah. willingly because it, it is a nice film oh i wouldn't i would rewatch annette again just to find out what the heck is going on right but to say the i would not because i was sobbing <laughs> Fair. I would watch it, but when I say I would watch it again, I would watch it again to, like, show someone else. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that I feel is, like yeah. it's nice. It's it's a nice film, even though it is... It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous film. It's very French. It's very French. Um, but, yeah. Just go watch it. If I really hope that it gets a really nice distribution, because I think it is really nice. It's one of those, like, weekend films when you're just, you know, you want to be in your feels, but you want it to be delivered to you on a silver platter. Like, yes, um, like, emotionally wreck me, but with, like, a really gorgeous silver spoon. <laughs> that, and that's what I'll say on that. <laughs> you know, you, you know when you go on dates, like, movie night dates, and you just, you know, you're like, you know what, let's, let's, let's spice it up tonight. Let's watch something depressing, but gorgeous at the same time. That is what you said the Yenpase is. No, I've cried on three dates. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> and I can name them. Imitation Game. Ooh. Um, I'm forgetting the name, but it's the one with um, Tom Hanks when he's on the boat and... Castaway? No, the one where I'm the captain now. Oh my god. It's here. That one. 
here. I forgot the name too, but I, you know the one. And the third one, Kubo and the Two Strings. <laughs> you know, I don't blame you. I don't blame you on that one. Yeah, that Kubo and the Two Strings hits, it hits hard. I am banning movie dates. I, cause I don't ever want to crank time someone again. But if you do, watch this video back in. With maybe with someone at your home. <laughs> and it's a piece of wine and it's a popcorn, no? Yes. We are so sorry. Can is going to be our personality for the next month and it's going to be insufferable. And cut. That is can chat. <laughs> That's can chat. We really hope, um, again, Annette will be available for streaming August 20th. You can catch it in theaters if you're very excited to watch it, because apparently a lot of you aren't, and for some, we know the reason why. We won't say. <laughs> I'm super hyped. Hmm, I wonder why. August 6th. Now you know. North American release. And tu se bien pase. Um, just keep up with us at our socials, uh, at Captain Melendez. At the Josie Marie. Yes. <laughs> Look at you be dynamic. Look at her. She got charisma. So make sure to follow us um, to find if we have any updates on the distributions for this film. And of course, follow Full Circle Cinema. And subscribe. Turn on the notifications. We are going to be covering the rest of the film festival and uploading as soon as possible. But if you want everything even quicker and, you know, hot off the press, follow us on Twitter. And be sure to um, check out fullcirclecinema.com. And click on the con button. We have a button now on the Ooh. header. Ooh, everything con is going to be under that category on that button on our header. And everything will be right there. So, little yeah. Maracas. The little maracas. The little Pepe frog with the maracas. The <laughs> maracas. We have a button. Don't yes. Click it. Um, I hope you enjoy our coverage. Um, again, thank you for the support. And we're really happy to be here. And thank you, Festival of the Con, for inviting us and improving our, our publication. And we hope to come again and perhaps uh, grow our little can full circle family <laughs> on the trip. But yeah, uh, hope y'all have a lovely time. Stay tuned and au revoir. Bye. Bye. <laughs>